Teen Sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. You've landed on Teen Sports Radio, either at 96.9 FM, 1290 AM, or Eternity Ready Radio. Big hugs and kisses to Jeremiah Ferris out there, giving us a lot of love every single Tuesday at 9 AM. In the house right now, we got to get to it. We got a big show. Uh, Romy's in the house, Santa Barbara High School Dons. You got to get the class. What's going on at Santa Barbara? Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's SB Don Sports Recap. In baseball news, the boys broke open a tie game with a four-run sixth inning for an 8-4 win at home over Skyline High School from Mesa, Arizona on Thursday. They were behind 4-2 going into the fifth, when freshman D.H. Jetner Welch hit a two-run double to tie the game. Junior Michael Farr still another team with a two-for-four day at the plate. Junior Liam Keithley started on the mound for Santa Barbara, surrendering four runs on seven hits over five innings, striking out two and walking one. With this win, the boys improved two to four on the season. In volleyball news, the girls' beach volleyball team won its first match of the season, beating Arroyo Grande 4-1 at a windy West Beach on Tuesday. Their coach, Kristen Kempe, said, I'm so proud of how our girls performed in this strong win today. We had gusts up to 36 miles per hour at West Beach. The girls battled through some not-so-ideal conditions, and they worked hard during this win. In wrestling news, wrestler Pepper Marks achieved another milestone in her incredible career. She earned a spot on the podium with a sixth-place finish at the CIF State Wrestling Championships at the Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield on Saturday. She's the first high school girls wrestler on the South Coast to place the state championships and the first wrestler from a South Coast school to place since Alex Mack of San Marcos took second in the heavyweight division in 2004. Marks wrestled four matches in the 235-pound weight class on Saturday and went 2-2. Two to two. She went 4-3 for the two-day tournament. That's it for this week's Espeon's Recap, and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. Next up, Charger. It's Charger time. Valeria, how you doing, Valeria? Thanks, Erica, and hey, everyone. I'm Valeria Tiburcio Romo, back with this week's Charger Recap. Starting off with Girls Beach Volleyball. They played against Arroyo Grande, and the final score was 5-0, the Chargers taking the win. The biggest win was by Lila McQuinnon and Ella Benson, who won 21-7 in their second set. Then softball played against Lompoc High School. The final score was 8-5. Unfortunately, the Chargers lost. Baseball played in their fourth game of the Eastern Tournament against Camarillo. The final score was 3-2. The Chargers lost. Then boys volleyball played against Oak Park. The final score was 3-0. The Chargers taking the win. Girls lacrosse also played against Oak Park, but unfortunately lost the game with the final score of 16-6. Going back to softball, they played in a non-league game against St. Joseph. The final score was 3-2. Unfortunately, the Chargers lost. And finally, boys volleyball. They played against Valencia, and the final score was 3-0, the Chargers winning the game. And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you, Valeria. 
BP High School. Sean Walters is up next. What's going on, Sean? Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walters signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School sports recap. Starting this week's recap off with baseball, our guys unfortunately lost a competitive game versus San Inez at home last Tuesday. Though we lost, we had some great performances as senior Ryan Reinschild pitched a complete game, throwing seven strikeouts and only allowing one hit. Isaac Veal also went one for three and scored the only run. Good try, boys. Also on Tuesday, though, the boys' volleyball team swept Carp 3-0 at Carp High School. As a team, the Cardinals had 33 aces, with Braylon Caters having 12 himself. Austin Cardi also had 4 aces and had 6 kills. They then went on to get their second win of the season on the road at Pioneer Valley on Thursday. Senior Braylon Caters led the way with 17 kills, and freshman John Michael Flint added 10. Great job guys more great news as the softball team get a, got a massive win at santa barbara high school on a chilly thursday afternoon madeline fairies threw a complete game getting us a shutout win lauren weeks also balled out as she went four for five with four rbis and scored three runs for the cardinals amazing job girls well, everyone, that's all I've got for your Bishop Sports Recap. Thank you so much for listening, and please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walter signing off. All right, we're going to close out with a royal duet. Ambrose Partee, Sammy Schaefer, talk to me. Thanks, Erica. It's Sammy and Ambrose here with your weekly sports update. Starting off with tennis, our boys beat West Ranch 14-4 in their season opener. Seniors Joey and Charlie Friedman swept their sets in leading San Marcos to eight set victories in doubles. Shay Suzuki and Kyle Schaefer also swept their three sets. Great job, boys. And now moving on to the cross, our girls beat Hart 60-6 in their season opener. Senior Casey Springer led with eight goals and had three assists for a career-best 11 points. Great work, girls. And now moving on to girls softball. Our girls beat Pacifica 14-4 in a Channel League opener last Tuesday. Junior Caitlin Early hit two home runs and drove in four runs to lead the Royals to their win. Freshman first baseman Charlotte Hastings had a big day going three for three and Emma Foster went two for three with a double and a triple. Freshman pinch hitter Jessica Vega hit a double down of the left field line and scored the winning to close out the Mercy Rule win. Great job girls. Now moving on to baseball, our boys beat Burbank Burroughs 6-2 last Tuesday. Senior Kaden Hodina threw six solid innings, striking out four and not allowing a single walk. Senior Eric Perez closed the game with two strikeouts. Owen Esbrook, Brad Chicada, Stephen Bradley, and Hodina all hit doubles. Darren Orlando added a single, and Cole Schoenwetter hit an RBI sacrifice fly. That's all we have for you this week. Back to you, Erica. All right, we've got Huga, Dr. D. What do we got next? Huga. <laughs> right after these messages. <laughs>
Eric, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, I'm Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and this is what I call a Huga moment. So Huga has to do with all those wonderful things in our life that create a comfy, cozy moment with family and friends, makes it easier to relate with teammates on our different sports, makes more comfortable space to do our learning and helps re-energize our adaptive energy. So all those authentic human qualities is what makes up Huga. And what I want to talk about today is about humor and how important humor is in creating uh, our, in um, enlivening our Huga moments. So um, in the Middle Ages, in the king's court, there became a, a servant became known as the jester. And the jester was um, someone close to the king that the king trusted who could actually tell jokes and quite frequently told jokes about the king. The jester was also the messenger, a lot of times taking messages from the king to some important person because the gesture was a very trusted servant for the king. Now, the importance of humor is that we have to have trust in order to have humor. And um, the people of the court could tell if the court was a happy, safe place to be is if the, the messenger, if the gesture didn't get killed. This is where the don't kill the messenger comes from. It's don't kill the court gesture, right? Because that's that's a person who is delivering those very important messages. So if the gesture told a joke and got beheaded, this would send a message to the entire court that this was now not a safe environment, that there were certain issues that could not be brought up. And there's polarization of different opinions and so forth. But it was definitely a testament to whether whether it was safe or not. And the reason why I'm bringing up humor right now is that a lot of people are experiencing in our current culture sort of like a lack of um, the ability to either enjoy humor, share humor. Uh, there's a lot going on where our comedians are being counseled, uh, canceled. People's uh, messages on social media are being misinterpreted. So I kind of wanted to go back to this uh, quality of humor that part of what humor requires is a bit of intimacy. In other words, into me see that you know the person who's making the joke. And if you know them and you know their heart, even if the joke is what we used to call slightly off colored, um, even if the joke is slightly inappropriate, we would still have a chuckle. We might say, yeah. It's not a great joke anymore, but I can see where you're coming from. But there, there is a heart-to-heart -heart connection where we are able to give grace and we are able to forgive and we're able to laugh. Another thing that humor and laughter does is it's sort of like the social cue about whether the space that you're in is safe and whether the person that you're exchanging a conversation with is actually trustworthy. And one of our first things of humor that a lot of us will play with, especially if we're with strangers, is sarcasm. Now, sarcasm is usually where you say something and it has some irony to it or some ridicule, might even have a little bit of contempt. 
But the sarcasm only works if the person that you're speaking to knows you and that takes it in context. So most of the time, I don't encourage sarcasm because it's kind of confusing, especially if you don't have the context. But um, I've learned that sarcasm is frequently one of the first ways that we may uh, unknowingly test our environment to see if the person, the people that we're with share our values or can laugh and have humor about what it is that, you know, might, might be kind of funny. The other thing about humor is that we can all laugh at things that, especially if it's uh, trying to make a joke about something that's very serious. We can only laugh about things that we've healed from. So for people who have experienced trauma and they're going through a healing process, one of the things that you learn is when you can laugh and tell a joke about the serious trauma that you've gone through, that kind of gives you a little bit of a pace of where you're at in your healing. It does not lessen the, uh, the experience that you've had, but rather... It's encouraging a deeper understanding and a deeper connection to people when you can share heart and have humor. So I just want to encourage that as we create these huga moments with everyone, that we embrace humor and get everybody laughing and joking again. And remember, the Dalai Lama laughs all the time. Uh, Dr. Amy. Well, I have a question for you because this is something that I really struggle with about. Where is something healthy, kind-hearted humor? And where is it, you know, anywhere beyond that from like mean to truly hateful? Um, and I don't feel like, I mean, I, I know for myself, my own intentions. But when I'm listening to someone else, especially someone I don't know, um, there's so many times, even if I'm just listening to a comedian where I'm left sitting there going, hmm, is that funny? Is that funny and helpful? Like, is it a healing way to bring light to something or is it cruel? And I, I, you know, I can't think of a specific example right now, but there's so many times where it's like, I don't know about that one. So do you have any wisdom to offer on for ourselves and when we're listening to someone else? Because like, I'm also thinking about like bullying where someone will say, well, can't you take a joke? And it's like, that's a very common phrase for a bully to use to justify something that is cruel rather than funny and helpful. I, it's so beautiful that you're uh, taking a position of, you know, is the humor appropriate? And um, the point that I'm trying to bring up is that humor is sort of like the litmus test for the community that you're in. And so it really has to be in context and it's related to um, how does the person who's receiving the joke, how much empathy do you have for the person who's telling the joke and, and do you know their heart? And so in the past, 
if you looked in the past of uh, just U.S. history, there have been times where society has laughed at a lot of things that society is not laughing about now. So there are two things you can look at. One is perhaps we're taking some of our traumas more seriously, but another is perhaps because of the lack of human connection from COVID, our hearts have literally grown smaller and that we have less trust in our greater social environment and we're requiring more from people before we will laugh at a joke. Uh, anyone it's where you're, uh, it's what I, I agree with you, Dominique. It's like when you, when you want to find funny, I always go through the, all the comedy links right now. My, I was so excited that Roseanne Barr is back. I mean, I just always have found her funny. I was uh, a big watcher of the Connors, like all growing, you know, in my adult life. And what happened to her, I just didn't think it was fair. But then again, I knew the kind of person she was and I knew with time she'd come back. But she is a woman that I really look up to because, I mean, she's standing for her values. You don't think it's funny. Just don't watch it. There's a lot of people that I don't think is funny. And I, I just don't watch it. So, but to find the funny, like Dominique says, to find that heart connection that you have to give you joy, that's where you, you're, that's, it's really good to do. And my mom's gone, when my mom, she's passed, but she went through a lot of trauma. She was very funny, but she always touched on those things that, that's like what Dominic said, because you knew she was healed because after everything she's gone through, born in a bomb shelter in 1939, everything she's witnessed, experienced, and had to deal with in life in Germany, um, with her dad, I mean, a father fought. It was like in the war with Hitler. I mean, and everything. So she she got she got past that with humor, and I learned that as a as a technique. And it was so a lot of things in in my. You're not going to think it's funny, okay? But I get where it's coming from, and I do the same thing. Quite frankly, I've had a lot of trauma. Like we've all had a lot of trauma in our life, and Dominique knows I I touch on it. And that is, and I've done a lot of work on myself, but that is the, the full circle, comes full circle when you can laugh about it. Dominique. Well, uh, uh, Dr. Jean, when you're working with your clients and you're working with humor, is there any suggestions that you give them? Because it's definitely a body sensation of whether you laugh at a joke or not. It's a really good question. You know, I, I consider myself and I think my my community considers me a pretty funny person. And maybe I don't get to show that so much on, on this forum exactly. Um, and uh, I was I actually I just was in a skit uh, that was outrageously um, humorous and sort of pushed the boundaries. And it made me really question like. Yeah. How much uh, am I putting out there? What am I saying about other people? And how do I weave in kindness? So, uh, you know, along with the humor, but, you know, in answer to your question, um, yeah, there is definitely, you know, weaving in being able to look at yourself and not take yourself quite so seriously as a lot of how we might bring in humor of sort of those, what are the background voices that are, are, you know, we're saying to ourselves that are, that are negative and being able to laugh at the things that we do to ourselves, right. That we can just flip a switch and, and do something differently. So sort of, I guess in that realm, we, we use it the most, or I use that the most in with my clients. 
Mm. Christine, I know you, I, th- I find you would be a funny person. <laughs> <laughs> see that i love your laugh i tell you that when you laugh i always smile oh i used to work on my belly laugh for a long time yeah. i would do the belly i know laugh. i like that i like that big laugh <laughs> well i think for me one of the things that i i try to find a way to make to laugh especially intense if if i can laugh or cry i'm going to try to laugh and that will break that will shift the mood it shifts everything for myself and so i think that in um finding a way to laugh it is really the it's it's the great equalizer in a sense right because it also i think helps with the stress stress hormones in our body i don't know if we already talked about that (laughs) yeah Uh, let me just say real quick don sanders going to be up next but last night i know we got riot you but yes. last night we were playing cards and uh, it was Ash, or this is last week, not last night. Last week we were playing cards and it was, um, it was Ash funny. I, it, okay. Thank you, Dominique, for killing, you know, killing the mood. <laughs> of the show. Okay. Thank you. Now everybody laugh at that. Okay. Uh, so the show was did it last week too. So anyway, we were talking about Ash Wednesday and everything. And I was, you know, we going back in memories of having to get the ashes, going to St. Rayfield's and then going to, I was just telling stories. And then we were playing cards and I'm on this run. I don't think I, I lost a hearts game in like weeks. So I walk in there, I put Dominique, put ashes across on my forehead. I'm sitting down. It wasn't until like, I don't know. And I'm crushing everybody. It wasn't until like the third hand where her mom looks up and looks at me. She starts busting up laughing. Okay? <laughs> she goes, you didn't put ashes on your forehead. I said, right, I'm taking, I'm using everything I can. Okay. To continue. All right. This was this rain I have. So yeah, that was pretty funny. Missed it. Had to be there. Clearly by looking at everybody's facial expressions, you had to be there. But listen, I want to continue this. I want to get with Dawn. I want to get, uh, Right after dawn, we got Ryer with college coaching right after these messages. Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Oh, 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 oh. I never see anybody do the things you do before. They say, move for me, move for me, move for me. Yeah. When you're done, I'll make you do the And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Don Sanders, Don's Massage, Ohio.com. And this subject of humor, I was recently uh, seeing a new client in Ohio, and uh, he said, I'm in the entertainment business. I said, Oh, what do you do? He says, I'm a road manager for Bill Burr, the, com- the comedian. And and I said, oh wow! I said, uh, I said, uh, you know, uh, he's got a kind of a raw edge to him. And he says, yeah, if you're if you're from Boston, you understand that kind of humor. So, I mean, I've had to get past that to be able to appreciate his humor. But then we were talking about how he'll lead you down a road with what he's talking about that makes you think he's on one side of an argument, 
And then uh, you get down there and you're having a laugh and you realize that he's also turning around and coming back and making fun of you too. And so that's, that's kind of a different element, you know, where, where somebody gets you to laugh uh, because you think you're taking sides about something. And then you realize you're having a laugh on yourself as well. And I think that's, that's actually a, 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 some growth going on when you can when you can maybe not be too serious about stuff that you think you don't like and you can maybe even you know find some space for uh, considering something that you can find funny and then you don't realize that you're actually softening your position about something else that maybe you haven't uh, been so open-minded about nice nice Ryan. you got to add some two cents to this whole you know i know where you're working at Bishop and you've got, you're working with kids every single day. I don't know if you've found um, since COVID after COVID, you know, it's, it's all energy, right? You, f- you feel that the kids are still, how do you feel? Well, I, just on this subject of, of humor, one um, related kind of to that is just this idea of trying to find joy in the thing that's ahead of you. So like right now um, is um, a time where I am meeting with 11th grade families um, regularly to start the college research and application planning process. And what I say right now to the families and particularly to the students is the pressure isn't on right now. And so try and find joy in looking at schools, you know, what it's exciting. And I, this like, this this is the thing that I just geek out on is colleges. Obviously that's my world. And, and I, I can respect that most people won't, um, you know, be into it or geek out on it as much as I would. But, you know, as I travel colleges um, across the country, I, I get excited every single time. And I just, it makes me want to like live 10 lives. Um, And, and so I just try and instill in the students that this is, um, something that I want to take the pressure away from and instead have you walk on a campus or attend a virtual tour with a sense of joy or a sense of excitement. I love that. And I love that your whole approach on schools, trying to have a child when you've got that, I've got to go to UCLA, I've got to go to UCLA. And really until you get there and feel it, there's a, sense of space and there's almost each uh, uh, institution has its own soul, so to speak. Is that the right fit? Right. Yeah. And then related to to that is, you know, if you do just focus on one kind of dream school and you have this tunnel vision in this is who I am, this is my identity life doesn't work like that right i mean you're i get smacked in the face multiple times with a a sharp left turn in my life that i didn't see coming and rocked my world and and i resisted it and i was angry and i had grief related to these experiences and then as soon as i unfortunately it took in many ways, getting through the experience to be able to look back and go, oh, I'm actually kind of glad that happened because now my life is better in X, Y, Z kind of way. And so 
kind of related to, again, um, finding joy in opportunity, the, the, this huge uh, world of colleges, thousands of colleges to choose from, find joy in, okay, I got waitlisted, my heart is broken with that dream school, but you know what? there's a there's a place that's that's going to bring you just as much joy so open your heart up to those things and i would just say that applies to everything in life mm -hmm. don especially for yeah for our real quick for our teen athletes i don't want you to think that those private fifty, sixty thousand dollars schools aren't attainable because if you have great grades and i'm speaking as a mom that had a son that went from well, had the whole mlb dream but went to cc well first ended up having a situation where the coach got canned and then so didn't want to go in that direction so went to the cc went to cc in san diego um did played plenty of summer ball but finally landed at holy names it cost me 265 bucks a month that's it when you have the grades and you have um and you're good at your you paid your dues and you and just you didn't give coach. up yeah and yet and he had a college coach and then that's and i'm not kidding you and rye carpet you're you're bomb okay thank you and and, and you know i think um the next time that i'm with you guys i i want to talk about like the recruiting process and similarly you know how to take this thing your athletic experience that brings you so much joy and um you know maybe you do carry that over to the to the college experience from high school and so how do you market yourself um so i think maybe that might be a good thing for us to focus on and and not be intimidated by the process well, it's a completely different world now. He's in a riot. I'm going to have to brush up on it because of the amount of monies these kids can, uh, your, your elite athletes are making a lot of money now, which yeah. I am so yeah. thankful. And that's a whole, uh, it's almost you need to have a, a college coach and then you need to have an agent right. at the same time for yeah. your elite athletes because right. the monies that are out there right now are insane and they're making money right now i saw uh i, I saw a seventh grader went viral uh he's seven foot okay seven foot tall anything yeah. he posts <laughs> yeah. just, i follow it you know what I mean? Like, 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 like. So I don't, God only knows what he's going to be worth by the time he's a senior. Yeah. So. And then conversely, like there's plenty of opportunity for non-elite athletes to, you know, look for walk-on opportunities or to do club, uh, you know, intramural and stuff like that. So there's plenty of places to find joy um, on college, even if you're not, you know, elite. So uh, again, it's just having an open mind and open heart. And so I'll, I'll definitely um, cover that next time we get together. And the, it's also the person that has a set of pipes, right? That can sing, that the artist. Mm -hmm. There's just yeah. a lot of opportunities out there for our kids. Definitely. I'd love to, I'd love to attach it. it Dr. Amy, did you have your hand up or Dr. Jean? I can't, I missed out. Well, I was just going to say that along with having um, Raya as a college coach and maybe a marketing agent, that having a mindfulness coach to enhance your not only your physical technique and your physical skills, but the mental and emotional skills that you need to balance and 
excel in sports, in school, and in your life in general um, can be super helpful. Nice. We'll be back after more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Dr. Jean with drgenetherapy.com. And, you know, I just, I love what Raya was saying too about, uh, you know, being able to think about, you know, things in a, in a broader spectrum when you're going to college, not getting stuck. And, you know, I, when I went to college, I took so many different kinds of classes. It's really, you know, you don't know quite who you are or what you want to be. You might be really skilled in one particular area, but, you know, I really all the different classes I took serve me now. Um, And I think about like, I've lived a lot of different lifetimes and I feel like I'm living about three right now. You know, being able to diversify is really important. I really appreciated going to City College and taking a drama class. Mm. That was so insightful. It was out of my wheelhouse. I was studying, you know, computer science and information systems analysis. And so it, it, it took me out of my comfort zone. And I, I learned so much from that. I took summer school every summer, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. I mean, I don't know what their ranking is right now, for, but year after year after year, they were number one CC in the country. So I don't want to say it is this year. I don't know. But for many years, we've been doing this show now, 13. Um, it's been number one. So the kids are truly blessed um, to have that. And look at the location, right? How can you not like walking around on that campus just to get the exposure? And so. just a reminder for the not just the high school students and the potential city college enrollees, but for all the adults you can enroll as well. So if you didn't take theater or drawing or Italian or guitar or surfing when you were a kid, you can take it now. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I'm so blessed in California to have uh, such a great city college system. Um, And particular in Santa Barbara, if people don't know in Santa Barbara, a lot of the UCSB professors will teach a course or two at Santa Barbara City College because it's a different environment and they can actually interact with students in a different way. Rather than being in a hall with 300 students, you're interacting with 30 to 60 students in a classroom. So um, you, if you go to City College, you have an opportunity to interact with a UCSB professor. Stay here with Dr. Amy after these messages. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. 
We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Amy with Teen Sports Radio, stillquietplace.com, and Spot of Spider. And we were talking about some very basic mindfulness skills that everyone, teens, coaches, parents, teachers can use. And I think one of the easiest ways to start is either to find my tracks for teens on Spotify and just kind of work your way through the tracks, practicing one a week till you've covered all of them. And if you find that it's helpful, then you may either want to read my book, A Still Quiet Place for Athletes, or organize a course, a four-week course or an eight-week course for yourself and your teammates, for yourself and your friends. Um, But really, again, as I said before, these skills will help you in your sports, in your performing arts, in school, in your relationships. They're just super helpful life skills to learn to um, make good choices, address challenges, communicate effectively, and we can all benefit from learning those things. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me at stillquietplace.com. Uh, I hope that my new website's going to be up super soon, but the current website still works. So reach out. Dominique. I just wanted to add, I'm so grateful for so many people that are now really focusing on meditation and mindfulness and so forth. I remember reading about uh, the autobiography of Gandhi. I mean, Gandhi helped uh, gain independence for India, right? And he's famous for, for saying uh, when he had a very stressful day, he would meditate twice as long. So it's like the, the time that we take for this mindfulness is amazing with the amount of adaptation energy that it gives you and just a more relaxed place of beingness in your body. I'd say that that's, for me, that's what my mindfulness time does is it helps me be in my body. Well, like, you one remember- of the things I'll say, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to use this word so Erica will teach me, but when things are going to in a hand basket, <laughs> then um, we often think we don't have time to sit and take a few minutes for ourselves and ponder how we're feeling, what we want, what we need, what other people involved want and need. And then often we rush in and we make a bad situation worse. And so it accumulates, but our wise, kind, compassionate decisions also accumulate and they can make our lives so much easier. Dr. Jean. I love that you have so many options, Amy, for people to learn. I think that's really key for people is to be able to pick the options, a ways that are easily accessible, that you can go deeper in different ways. I had no idea you had all of all of those. Right. And I did leave one out, which is like, if you want individual help, I'm available for that. So I went from the 
least expensive and easiest to do to the most in-depth. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think about um, how meditation, or I like to use the word embodiment, um, exercises, right, where you become more present, right, more in the here and now, sort of getting rid of that backlog of other thoughts or worries, even just for the moment, and that there's like changes in the brain, right, and how we shift our relationship to time, that if we can, you know, get that, just take a few 15 minutes, whatever it is, then you how you relate to time is 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 more um is more balanced right it feels like oh i i don't feel so stressed like i have to hurry and get it done there's plenty of time and there's been studies i don't i don't have the exact um references for that that show that there are different parts of your mind um especially in trauma um you know when you're in trauma you have a totally different relationship than when you're in a peaceful place exactly nice Dominique, you want to wrap it up? We got a minute. Oh, I just uh, encourage everyone to notice your humor this next week and uh, the things that you don't feel are funny and notice whether you're being bullied because we don't want to condone bullying. That's That makes you not feel good in your body. So uh, I encourage that we know the difference of humor. Um, and just uh, see if we can lighten things up and, and use laughter to make safe space. Nice. Dr. Amy, thank you for being here. Don Sanders, Dr. Jean, Christine Marie had a takeoff and so did Alex, but I'm so thankful to the community. I am so thankful to the world for tuning in to Teen Sports Radio. Dr. D, we're nothing without you. Thank you. Uh, that's and it. Yes, thank you. That's all I've got right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I want you. I want to hear more from you next week. God you bless, Donna Barbara. See you next week.
Single 